With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album. And we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life. Wayfair is ready to make your holiday season even more joyful. Shop all things home for you and everyone on your gift list. With an incredible selection of furniture, decor, and more. All with an amazing value that'll make this holiday season the best one yet. And right now, Wayfair is turning up the savings even more with huge deals and sales. Plus, thousands of items ship fast and free. Head to Wayfair.com or download the Wayfair app in the App Store to shop the latest limited deals so you can deck it all. Hey, Brad, you know how Nationwide is more than an insurance company? Yeah, they're one of America's largest financial services companies. We get that in a song like Business Life Retirement. Or Nationwide's there to protect. I'm kind of the jingle guy. I'm not sure I agree with that. Well, I'm not sure I like your hat. Well, that would never fit on you. Products issued by Nationwide Life Insurance Company or Nationwide Life and Annuity Insurance Company. The general distributor for variable products is Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, member FINRA, Columbus, Ohio. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. The McNugget Buddies are back. But this time, they got a fresh look as part of the new Kerwin Frost Box at McDonald's. We're talking all new buddies, dressed head to toe in the freshest fits, all designed by the artist Kerwin Frost. So when you order the Kerwin Frost Box with your choice of 10-piece McNuggets or a Big Mac, you'll get one of the flyest McNugget Buddies to go with it. Think you can collect them all? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. At participating McDonald's for a limited time, while supplies last. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Hey Reese, bitch. 
Put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys gonna do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I'm one half of your host, as always, Maurice Williams, aka Mind of Reese, M of R25 on Twitter, Mind of Reese on Instagram. Joined as always by my co-host, my brother in arms, Mr. Michael Bibbins. What the Yeah, what? Got a, a bucket across the room. Okay. Um, you'll only you'll only understand what's going on if you're subscribed to the Patreon. Joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Michael Bibbs, aka Bibbs at Bibbs Corner on Twitter, bibbscorner.com for all of your Bibbs Corner content, including the Have You Seen podcast. You haven't dropped a review lately, have you? I have not. Um, Tyler uh was doing a lot of preparation for football season because I uh-huh. that's the biggest part of his job is calling football games and stuff. So, uh, we hey, and it's not really a lot of good movies out right now. So, so are y'all on a thing where it's like he's the permanent co host where you don't do episodes without him, or is it like he's on so much it's like kind of like double toasted? Like, if Martin isn't there or if Billy isn't there, he's still gonna do an episode, right? But they're on so much that they're part of the show too. Something like that. Like he gets right of first refusal, basically. Like he get what? Right of first refusal. Like I'll ask him right. if he's interested first, mm-hmm. uh, and like we have it to where the expectation is that he'll be available, uh, and he'll say no if he's not. Okay. Like every week, we potentially could do an episode, and I'm actually um, about to start laying out a schedule because I want to make sure I do one of the IMDb 100 episodes once a month. And then I want to start doing like lists, like top five shows on Netflix or movies on Netflix type of stuff. So I want to do at least something like that once a month as well, but I got to, got to lay out a content schedule and it could be to where maybe I do movie reviews on Sunday or Saturday, Monday. And then in the middle of the week, I do like a list of some sort or a special, special episode. And you did update the, uh, the sheet with all the movies on to where people can put, oh, I want to review yeah, this. Or... I think I did it through the rest of the year. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to have to check that out because I haven't checked it out since since then. Yeah, I just, just updated it like a week or two ago. <clears throat> okay, cool. Okay. Um, uh... Even though some stuff just changed, I actually probably need to update it again because movies are getting pushed back. What has been pushed back recently? Doom got pushed back, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Doom, well, I don't really give a shit about that, but yeah. I didn't, but I was going to do it, obviously. Cause I mean, yeah, I, I was going to do it, but... I think The Nun 2 comes out this weekend. I got to watch the first one sometime this week. So I can you sure you, sure you want to do that? Positive. Okay. If it's bad, I got to talk shit about it. You're right. What it comes down to. Anyway, uh, how was your week? Um, not bad. Uh, I turned thirty five. Don't do it uh, this week. And uh, <laughs> I, I took. I usually don't take off my birthday. 
Um, I usually just work and try to pretend it don't really matter. But I was like, nah, I, I don't take enough days off as it is. So I went ahead and did it. I took off my birthday was Wednesday. I took off the whole rest of the week, Wednesday through Friday. Uh, Friday, I went to I think Wednesday, I went to a movie just treat myself uh, i wanted to get my my free firehouse sub for your birthday anybody out there that's a firehouse fan make sure you download the app you get a free sub every year on your birthday um what else did i do i um friday i went to charlotte with my friend his wife she had a couple of her friends in town as well so uh me and him on friday it was just me and him we went we did some top golf i'd never been to top golf and i i'm not a golf person i should have been but that's like a thing that I, I messed up not doing when I was younger. But uh, he beat, he smoked me in one of the games where you was like aiming at a particular hole. So then I had to get my get back by hitting a couple to the back wall. Like I had to hit the back wall just to, to prove a point. So I got a couple of them back there. Have you ever been to Top Golf? I was about to say, I still haven't been. They have built one within the last year in downtown Baltimore. I plan on going eventually. I just haven't made it a priority, but I do want to go. Yes, it was fine. Like the reason I never got into golf is because like I'm a I'm I'm not used to not being good at something like when it comes to sports, especially like anything that I played, I've been pretty good at. But golf feels like something that you actually have to work at. to be yeah. good at. <laughs> so it's not like I could just be naturally athletic and hit this ball where I wanted to go. You just pick that shit up and try to do it. You're going to embarrass yourself. Right. Like I swung a club a few times playing around, but like never on a golf course, like never for real. So, uh, yeah, it was a little rough at first, but uh, I got a little bit of the hang of it by the end. We figured some stuff out to make it work. And I did hit the back wall twice. So I, I did something right at least twice. Um, but yeah, we did that. Then uh, Saturday with all her friends in town. Uh, we did, uh, they, they got me out here. They, they did the menu situation. We went to this restaurant called Miraposa in downtown Charlotte. It was, uh, it was not the right time to be doing something like that. Cause the football game, South Carolina versus North Carolina was right down the street. So traffic was crazy. Um, but they took us there. <clears throat> they did the, the like 15 courses. I don't remember how many courses it was, but like they bring the food out on the plate. You know, this is marinated in a such and such this duck was raised on a farm e-i-e-i-o type shit um it's bullshit <laughs> but it was like it was five of us and every single course was coming out with four portions so like we were having to like cut stuff and like make it work and my friend was pissed because he was like by the end of the thing like we had all these different dishes come out but like i ain't full and then the bill was like five hundred dollars so it was uh <laughs> <clears throat> not my scene very clearly it That's was like when they bought out all those fucking flavors of bread and motherfuckers like, can I get some actual bread? <laughs> <laughs> That's as exactly how it was. And uh, like every single thing that came out, it was me and one of her friends had never been to this particular place. But this other friend also has partaken in these type of activities before, which I have not because I prefer meals. But like every single dish came out, they every, all eyes were on me. I felt like I was in high school again, being the only black kid in class. Whenever the word "nigga" would come up in the Tom Huckle and Huckleberry Finn, and everybody looking to see how you gonna react. That's that's how it felt. It's crazy. You just casually said the word. And just... I mean, it was in Huckleberry Finn. That's, they made they said it. They made me say it in the classroom. Touche. It was like Michael. You could play such and such. 
you the only one that can say that word. It is yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, I don't know how I feel about this, Miss Miss Teacher, ma'am. Anyway, uh, that was fun. We did a we did an escape room. It was like a murder mystery joint. Um, and we that's your first time. Have you done one before? Not a escape room, escape room. So I told you on uh, back in July when we went to the soccer game, we went to this place and it's like not an escape room, but it's like 30 different rooms. And each room has like a different theme or a different test that they want you to do. And you get points by whether or not you complete it. And you can go into the same room more than once, but not in a row. And so like you go in and like it might be a basketball game, like make 10 shots on this weird hoop type of thing. You go into one, you might have to climb a rope or something like that. You go into one, it might be like this. There was a room that was like a murder mystery. They give you clues. You have to decide who it was that committed the murder. So like that one was cool. This one was just we were locked in the room. Somebody was murdered in this room. If y'all don't figure out who did it, y'all going to get blamed for this murder type of thing. And it was it was intense. Like some of these clues and stuff was was crazy, but we got it done like literally in the last minute. Like the dude called and was like, "Hey, the cops are here. What y'all got?" And like we had just we had just gotten we had just gotten to the end of it. We needed two hints, I think, <clears throat> the whole time. Uh, and one of them we shouldn't have needed. We just was we missed. We like we pulled out a drawer, and I guess the piece of paper was at the bottom of the drawer, and it fell underneath somebody's leg. And like he didn't notice that it fell there. So we were like, we just pulled out this drawer and nothing happened. Like, we need some help. And the guy was like, Well, the dude in the, the tan pants, can you look? Can he look down under his leg real quick? And it was like the piece of paper it was like, ah shit. So we only needed one hint for real, for real. Uh, but we solved the murder. We figured out who killed who and why and where they went. So it was uh it was cool. I always feel this like called exit strategy, by the way, Charlotte. I always feel like if I go to an escape room. I'm going to be too fucking stupid to like (laughs) (laughs) to like think on my feet and 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 get out. So, yeah, I I may do it one day just with a group of friends. You know, I would say we have five people. I would say the more people, the better, because like there were a couple points where I tapped out. Like I was like, all right, I don't feel like I can contribute anything at this point in the game. Like I'm going to just let somebody else lead. And then there are other points where I was like, oh, shit, I got this one. Like, and I took the lead. Like, I feel like everybody, we have, again, five people. I feel like everybody contributed at different points. So it worked out. Uh, the one guy, he got in trouble multiple times. Like, there were little things that told you, like, don't do this, don't do that. And he kept doing little things. And, like, the phone would ring. And it would be like, yeah, can you tell old buddy to read that note one more time? It's like, oh, shit, like. He felt some type of way by the end. He was like, I feel like they were just picking on me. At the end. <laughs> he was the one who had the note under his leg that he didn't realize was there the whole time. Like, he's like, I'm ready to go. Like, like, give me, give me out of this place, man. But uh, we have, we had a good time. Um, I had two drinks during this, during this affair. That's, that's twice my yearly quota for, for, for alcoholic beverages. So you can say I got a little crazy out there uh, by my standards. Like I started feeling, I got the uh, espresso martini at the at the restaurant, and I was like, "Am I supposed to be feeling this right now?" Like the thing was strong. Like usually, strong with a K. I'm saying like it usually is more espresso than martini. They this thing was light skinned, so I should have known that I was in trouble. (laughs) 
okay. Um, glad you enjoyed your birthday at least. I had a good time. Oh, I played pickleball for the first time too. Yeah, what the fuck is that? It's like tennis, but it's like ta- tennis and table tennis merged together. So it's like a smaller court than a tennis court, and the paddle's more like a tennis uh, um, ping pong paddle than a regular paddle. And you play with a wiffle ball on like half the size of a tennis court. Old people be doing it usually, but okay. uh, <clears throat> it's 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 good on the. Uh, I, I just play myself by saying old people be doing it. That's crazy. Um, I wasn't gonna make the joke. Yeah, my boy had me out there, um, and uh, again, it was my first time playing, but I, I watched him three games of zip, and he was pissed by the end, so sorry. I had to do it to him. Sound like you was acting up a little bit for your birthday on your little vacation. Just a tad, just a tad. They, I mean, I was just planning to go on Friday and come back home Saturday morning, but... right. I, I had done the the friend, the guy that was there, like it was one of her friends. He was there the last time I went in July too. Like neither time was planned for us to both be there at the same time. But he was there in July. He was back again. And I had left abruptly last time. So I was like, all right, I don't want him to feel like I'm trying to avoid him. So I'm going to chill this time. And then the other girl came. I wasn't expecting that either, but they were both cool. So I was cool with saying. made it work i stayed an extra day longer i thought i was just gonna stay for friday and saturday they made me stay till yesterday so good time good people let the good times roll yes sir as they say in the south is that what they say yeah i don't fucking know i'm gonna be honest i don't know if i heard that one but i don't know if i I probably haven't heard it before um i don't usually watch a lot of tv but one of my favorite shows um is back on has been back on for some time now um, I just caught up on it. <clears throat> it's a show on stars called Heels. Who? Heels. H-E-E-L-S? Yes. Um, it's in season two right now. Season one was two years ago. Um, season two took a while because there was a merging between Lionsgate and Stars going on, and they had to figure some things out. Um, it stars Stephen Amell from Arrow. Um couple other people, but he's the star of the show. It is basically about a small town independent wrestling promotion. It's a wrestling show. And it kind of like, I like it because it's the only show I've ever really seen that's dived into the real life matters that wrestlers deal with, like the behind the scenes stuff. It's not portraying wrestling as a real thing. It's going behind the scenes and say, saying, hey, we have to write this or, hey, this is your character or, you know, uh, there was a episode. I can't remember which episode it was. Um, maybe episode four of season two, where they kind of dive into life after wrestling for older guys or the toll that being on the road so much or taking so many bumps, as we say, in in wrestling uh, throughout your career, the kind of effect it has on your body and the guys who continue to do it and the guys who are able to walk away from it. And it's not, it, it's not a show that's strictly for wrestling fans. I think it has crossover appeal where people who don't 
watch or know much about wrestling can tune into this show. It's like Friday Night Lights with wrestling. Who's the the lead? Stephen Amell. <clears throat> I mean, like, what is his like? Where's he at in the game? Oh, um, he run well. The lead is him and Alexander Ludwig, I believe. Um, his brother. They play the Spade brothers, Jack and Ace Spade. Their father, yeah. <laughs> Their father is Tom Spade, who created the DWL, which is the Duffy Wrestling League in Duffy, Georgia. Not a real town. Uh, small town wrestling promotion thing. Uh, not necessarily. This is not a spoiler. It's not spoil anything. Uh, the father ends up and ends up leaving the <clears throat> company to Jack Spade, played by Stephen Amell, who's the oldest. He's a wrestler. His younger brother, Ace, was supposed to be a football prodigy, but it didn't pan out. Wasn't that good. Uh, his father never wanted him a part of the wrestling business, but once he passed away, he kind of got into the wrestling business. Uh, not necessarily a good guy in real life, but as he's playing... Uh, Babyface, which is a good guy in the wrestling business. Um, and it, it it's a lot of the family drama bleeds into the wrestling that you see on the show. It's like sibling dramas. Uh, what's, what's those dudes name? Cain and Abel type of thing. You see family drama. You see drama between the wrestlers. It's, it's interesting, and it's not a long show either. I think season one was eight to ten episodes, and I think season two was eight episodes. Uh, it's mostly dramatic, not com- like comedy or anything. That I mean, it's it's mostly dramatic, but there's funny stuff in it, just like any drama. But I found out one of the directors, he doesn't direct every episode, but he's directed a lot. He's done uh, Longest Yard, um, there was a couple of I can't even remember his name. I'll probably look it up later if I remember it. But if you're interested, please check the show out because I'm a fan of the show. Uh, the show isn't insanely popular, and with shows like that, it's kind of hard to get renewed because it's like you're sitting there waiting to see if the show is renewed or not, and That's you don't know, cast. huh? A good cast. Yeah, it's a good cast. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, Mary McCormick is in it. I'm pretty sure she plays his damn mom. I, mean, I used to watch the show she was on called In Plain Sight on USA. Um, yeah, that's a good cast. Yeah, it's a good cast. Uh, professional wrestlers um, cameo on there a lot. Uh, so, yeah. If you have a star subscription at all, you want to check it out. I believe the first few episodes of season one are actually free on YouTube. If you want to just like get a glimpse of what it is you're going to be watching. James but uh, Harrison? huh? James Harrison's in it. He was in season one. Yeah, <clears throat> that's funny. He was in season one. He's not in season two at all. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. If you're interested, check it out. Hills on Stars. Just wanted to I give a shout out to that show. Let me push the show real quick. I won't do it. I'll do it very briefly. It's um, 
Somebody had mentioned it because I watched, said I was watching the Modoc show on Hulu. I wasn't really feeling it that much, but what's the name of the show? Modoc. Oh yeah, the Marvel show. <clears throat> I wasn't feeling the Modoc show on Hulu, so I hesitated to get to Hit Monkey. But Hit Monkey is fire. Is that a Marvel show too? Yeah. That's on Hulu. Yes. Okay. Jason Sudeikis plays a hitman. I didn't know. I, do you know anything about Hit Monkey? No, never heard of it. The comics a little bit, so I only know the character existed because of the game that I play. Um, on on my phone, Contest of Champions. But apparently, Hit Monkey is like <clears throat> I'm gonna do the setup because this is like the first episode, pretty much. Basically, Jason Sudeikis is a hitman, um, from Ted Lasso, and he's pretty much doing Ted Lasso, which is hilarious to me. But he's a hitman. He's in Japan. He pulls off this hit was crazy. Like it was it, the the way he set it up was was crazy. But like, he's like an asshole, like loud mouth, that type, uh, making jokes, not taking it seriously, but getting the job done at the same time. And uh, he kills a very important political figure. They chase him into the mountains, kill him, and like or they shoot him up, and he's rescued by like a tribe of monkeys. Like uh, there's these monkeys in the mountains that are like in the hot tubs and shit. And like they pull a couple of them, bring them to the hot tub to like help heal them and give them herbs and all that shit. And you can see the monkeys like talking to each other, like they're ooh ooh and, and ah ah, but it's like subtitles come up. And like one of them is like, get this dude up out of here. All he's gonna do is bring more people like him up here. They're gonna take what we got. And the other ones are like, he was wounded. We'll heal him and he'll be on his way, type of thing. Okay. Eventually, he like comes to and he like notices that there's tension between the monkeys because of him. And um, as he's trying to like solve his case, the the dudes that chased him into the mountains knew that they couldn't find a body, so they found him. They find him with the monkeys, slaughter him up, slaughter the monkeys up. But that one monkey that was pissed that he was even there survives. Get hit, gets his guns and kills the men. Now Jason Sudeikis is dead, but his ghost then somehow becomes attached to this monkey. So like, he's like, Oh shit, they killed me up. Good. Um, why am I still here? But he like realizes he's a ghost and like the monkey can hear him and see him and he can hear and see the monkey. And he's like, well, I guess we, uh, I guess we're stuck together. And he's like, we got to get revenge for them killing all your people. And so that's how it like kicks off. So like now he goes and he's like killing off Yakuza people as a monkey. As a monkey, like he gets on, he gets, he teaches them like how to use the guns and stuff. Like it's real, it's rough at first because he's like trying to help them and the monkey is confused. But like as he goes, he gets better. And like the monkey's innate like rage, because he already had that before old buddy showed up. He was already like when he gets pissed, like he can go off. But now he's like knows how to do kung fu and with the guns and shit like that. And so like and it becomes a thing to where like the news is like this monkey is out here terrorizing the city, killing Yakuza people. And the like the government or the, the cops are like, I mean, do we really want to stop him? Or do we want him to finish cleaning up uh the city? Like type of thing. It's real deep. It's good. I liked it. It was funny. The action was good. Like the the he like runs into different powered people along the way. Characters I didn't even know existed uh pop up. It was kind of dope, like these ground level. It was some special characters, like one of them's a ghost that comes up. I won't say any names. Uh, there's a character called like Silver Samurai that shows up at one point. 
It's one dude that looks like E Honda shows up. I feel like I've heard of the Silver Samurai. Yeah, it's real characters, and like Lady Bullseye shows up at one point. Okay. Um, I think Olivia Munn plays one of the characters. I can't remember which one. I think she plays the uh, the politician. The, the that I think she plays he she plays his niece. She becomes an important character at some point. But yeah, it was dope. It's ten episodes. Uh, I think they're thirty minutes each. Hmm. So uh, I hope it gets a second season. Actually, I'm I haven't heard anything about it. I got to look into it. But it was it was definitely fire. May have to check that out myself because first of all, just the concept sounds interesting. Like I would like to see this in a live action. Like it was that. Nah, nah, nah. nah. You don't think they could pull it off? Not with the monkey man. Planet of the Apes. Marvel, have you seen Marvel's budget recently? Like, never mind. <laughs> keep, it, keep it how it is. <laughs> keep it how it is. <laughs> but then it was crazy. Like it, this might be. Let me see what year it came out. This might be the best like post post in game Marvel release. Like I'm not even. I'm not even tripping. Like I was. I didn't want to stop watching, and I haven't felt like that about any of these shows. 2021, it came out so. Yeah, it was. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. It got into some like spiritual stuff. It got into like the background of both of the characters. Like they had me caring about this monkey man. It was it was crazy. On the last topic of television shows, since I talked about a television show I liked, let's talk about some bullshit. Um, I did not watch this entire show, but my girlfriend was watching it. She was invested. It, it was her binge Netflix show. And when she was over here, she would watch it. And she was over here this last weekend, the last three uh, days. But before that, I believe the weekend before that, um, she was watching this show. And a couple times before, when she was here before that, she was watching this show called Manifest. Okay. I'm and um, I'm watching this show with her and I'm like, well, she watching her show. I'm not just going to sit here, be on my phone and be bored. I might as well watch it with her. And I'm learning and she's telling me stuff and I'm like, okay, okay. I'm, I'm invested in some of the characters at this point. The concept is a bunch of people boarded a flight. The flight was called flight a two eight. And the plane like disappeared. Right. For five years, people's families, they thought they were gone. They thought they were dead. And they pop back up five years later, but no time had passed for them. Right. Yeah, I knew the setup for this one personally. Yeah. So now they feel like, oh, mm-hmm. I got the they they have like this spiritual mission and they have these callings. When I heard about the I had heard about the show. Okay. And when I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, this is like a ground, like somehow they came back, but this is like now this is where the drama begins. This is like a grounded drama. You gotta figure out how you how do you figure out life from here on? No, the shit is supernatural. And I'm just like. I right. think I know about the supernatural shit. There's a lot of the supernatural shit in it. So Are you trying to be the 4400. Did you know about the 4400? No, but I've heard of it. That's where I first saw um, Mahershala Ali. Oh, OK. Like, but it was like people who vanished suddenly throughout time like going back to like the early 1900s like people just had vanished nobody knew where they had went uh from like all the way from people early 1900s all the way to like the the early 2000s had disappeared and then all of them just popped up in one place like at the same 4,400 people basically popped up at one time in the same place 
and basically they had been abducted by aliens and they come back with abilities that they some learn to use pretty quick and some don't but like the government is trying to figure shit out they, that show got canceled early so we don't know how where they were going with it but like everybody has some type of different ability Mahershala Ali was in love with a white woman back in the 40s and when he came back he started talking to her granddaughter type of thing like also Captain America type shit so <laughs> not this weekend but the last time she was here she got to the last season which was season three i think it's only like three four seasons of the show i, I believe it's season three netflix picked it up yeah netflix picked it up season three is the last season she's watching it and throughout the week she's like i'm watching manifest i'm on the last three episodes but it's hard to get through this shit like i'm just i'm tired of watching it and i'm like that i mean it's getting bad <laughs> so while she's here this weekend, we watched the last three episodes together. She catch me up on stuff that I missed, you know, and, and just me watching this. I noticed some things. OK. There was a scene where a woman was like passed out or, or suffocated from something. I don't know. Okay. And we cut away and then we come back and she's fine. And the person is like, thank God, you know, CPR. And I'm like. That's a red flag right there that I'm that this is pissing me off. Show, don't tell. Like, what what was the point of that? So, as we're watching it, we get to the second to last episode, then we get to the last one, and she, and nothing's happening. This is the series finale, and it feels like nothing is happening. Yeah. And she's like, it feels like they just don't know how to end this. And I'm like, that's exactly what it feels like. We get within the last 30 minutes. Of the last episode. Spoiler alert or? Yeah, I'm going to do a spoiler alert. Because I got to say this. Skip ahead like a minute. Yeah. Uh, no, two minutes. Okay. Skip ahead two minutes if you are interested in watching Manifest. So, final episode. They get these callings throughout the series, something that's supposed to lead them somewhere, and at the end, it all leads them to this mountain, and a volcanic eruption starts, and the plane that went missing that they were on comes up out of the ground in symbolism of Noah's Ark. All the people that disappeared off of the plane are supposed to get on this plane because the world is ending. As they're on the plane, the people who made bad decisions since they came back to life start dying and turning into ash. And the people who use their time to help people are living. And this is when I called what was going to happen. All of that stops. And this they're in the sky. They're in the, in the, they're in the sky in the plane. And there's this light. And they say, well, the last time the light chased us, let's chase the light this time. So they go into the light, the plane lands, and it's like, you know what they make heaven look like when it's just like white everywhere, it's just bright and shit. That's what it was. They opened the plane door. She was, no, my girlfriend was like, where they at? Before they even opened the plane door, she was like, where they at? And I said, watch they be back at the airport. So they open the plane door and it's just white all around like they in heaven. And they like, yeah, I think we know where we at. And they just 
all holding hands, walking like they about to walk into their death, like they about to walk to heaven. And as they keep walking, the white stuff goes away and you see the airport. The airport that they were in. The airport that they boarded, you know. <clears throat> right. But as they're walking into the airport from the white area, they're walking off the plane that disappeared. They went back in time to the point that the plane disappeared and now they get their life back over. The people who died in this show, the people who died between season one and season three, done. It's done. They're back. Wait, everybody? Now, the people who died on that plane who made the bad decisions did not get to come back. Where the fuck did they go? They're dead. They're gone. How'd they die? You didn't hear what I said? How did they die in this scenario if they went back in time to win the plane? No explanation. <clears throat> One of the women was prominent. She was like the antagonist and she died on the plane, turned to ash. And her father was like, my daughter boarded that plane. I know she's on there. The only explanation is they disappeared. They're gone. The plane didn't disappear, but they somehow disappeared. All the, the people who disappeared originally who are now back to that point remember everything. You know what? I just it was so bad. I turned to her and I said that was some of the worst bullshit I've ever seen in my life. That's funny. That's funny. Um, <clears throat> I remember when the show was first out, like people were going crazy for it. Like it was just the greatest thing ever. I heard that it like when she was watching in the beginning, that's what it sounded like. But I guess towards the end, it was like, nah, it's just. I mean, yeah, it's it's hard to do those type of shows unless you know where you want to end it. It is. And it sounds like that could have been writers not agreeing on how to end it. Maybe Netflix just shouldn't have picked it up. Maybe they should have just left it on that cliffhanger. But it was hot. People people wanted to see it, so they had to cash in. Gift and a curse sometimes, man. Gift and a fucking curse. But hey, if you want to watch Manifest, that's on you. I'm just saying. Me personally, I wasn't fucking with it. But hold up. Wait a minute. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Let's um... <laughs> I saw something and I saw something trending on Twitter. And it said, rest in peace, Josh. And it said, trending with Josh Peck. And I'm like, wait a minute, Josh Peck died? But he didn't. Uh, yeah, I saw that, too. I couldn't um, even figure out who actually fucking died by the end. Yeah, I didn't even I check the up. look. Uh, actually, I think it was some MAGA dude. Okay, all right. That's what I felt. That's as deep as I got. Some, some leader of the MAGA movement or some shit. Well, speaking of Josh, let's get into the Mavs Outsiders talk. Let's get into the Dallas Mavericks talk. We've been here long enough. Um, as you know, I work during the week and I don't get to work from home like you do, which means I don't get to watch pretty much any of the World Cup shit unless it takes place on the weekend. So. Before they were eliminated from the tournament. Australia went head to head with Slovenia. Australia houses Josh Green, Dallas Maverick. Slovenia houses Luka Doncic, Dallas Maverick. 
was a lot of talk on the timeline of them going head to head. I saw some clips. I saw some things, but I was not able to watch the game. Right now, you are the FIBA correspondent of the podcast. Give me the scoop on the game, man. How did it go? What did you see? Did you see anything from Josh that you liked? Anything from Luca that they stepped their games up considering they were going head to head? Man, look. So first of all, <clears throat> there's history in this game. Um, if you recall at the Olympics a couple years ago, these two teams played for the bronze medal. Would have been Slovenia's first medal. Australia got the dub. Uh, Josh and Luca had a bet about who would get a medal, and Luca had to come through with the Josh Green jersey on, um, which was posted on the internet the other day. So big, big big deal as far as that goes for Slovenia to get revenge on a team that knocked them off the podium. Um, <clears throat> in this game, you know, I feel like Australia's coach just overcoached. It was clear early on that he had he wanted Josh on Luca. Josh was picking up Luca full court. And he also wanted to mirror Josh's minutes to Lucas. That was his first mistake. Second mistake was they double teamed Luca the whole time. And uh, Slovenia was moving the ball. Like Luca's not going to try to force things. This is what he does. Like we, this happened in the NBA too. See, everybody, they double Luca. We move the ball around. Difference was Slovenia was actually making their shots. So, like, we're just giving our we Australia was just giving these boys wide open shot after wide open shot, and they weren't missing. Um, Josh was the leading scorer for Australia. Luca got into foul trouble. And so Luca's going out and he's gonna sit for a little while. For whatever reason, Australia coach takes Josh out also. No reason. He could have kept him out there. Luca wasn't coming back. You didn't need to rest him. To, to make sure he could guard Luca later. But he takes him out, and Josh didn't score a single point the rest of the game. Like, basically, Coach cooled him off. Coach iced him. Giddy tried to make things happen late, but uh, the damage was done at that point, in my opinion. Slovenia was rolling. Everybody had gotten lubricated because they got wide-open practice shots the whole first half, and that was that. Uh, Slovenia took care of business. I feel like Australia has a lot. <clears throat> to look at Ben Simmons is talking about joining them next time. I was disappointed mostly in the fact that I thought Josh was on his way to a great game and his coach messed it up in my opinion. On the timeline, did it feel like most people felt the same way you did or were people kind of on Josh? Surprisingly so actually. Uh, so which, which part? Surprisingly, people were understood or realized the people that were watching okay. these that Josh was playing well and him being substituted out for no reason killed his momentum. Basically, like when he came back in the second half, didn't do anything that was on the coach and not him. I saw Josh got his shit rejected by Luca. I saw somebody that one take some millions off his contract. I, I did say that. I oh, did. that was you that said yeah, that? I said, that. I said this just took 16 M's off his contract. Like, So I did see people judging him for that. I thought saw Kirk say that it was weak as hell from Josh or something. So I don't know if you don't see the whole play, but what had happened was <clears throat> they're taking the basketball out under the hoop. Under their own hoop. Josh is on the right wing, like halfway to the three-point line. Luca's like on the block. Luca's guarding Josh. 
Luca was not paying attention to Josh, as Luca is known to do. But in this tournament, he's been playing defense. And he had a couple good possessions in his game where he walled off Josh on a drive and Giddy on a drive a couple times. So anyway, Josh ran underneath the hoop, like baseline, towards the basketball. The basketball is being taken out here. Luca here. Josh here. Josh runs past Luca to the towards the basketball, gets it, now turns his body, gets it, and immediately jumps to put the layup in. Luca, after Josh ran past him, Luca like looks back to where Josh was, realizes Josh has moved, so now he re- starts running towards him. Josh saw that Luca wasn't paying attention the last time he saw him, so he had no reason to believe Luca was going to be there to block the shot. But Luca saw him at the last second, responded, and then was there to block the shot. I I'm, I can't put that on Josh for not realizing Luca was coming, and he was like fading away from the hoop. To had his back to Luca at the time, like he ran this way, caught the ball and like jumped and turned. And Luca was there when he turned, and Luca had not been paying attention the last time he saw him. So it it's a it's a good play for Luca. I don't think it's a bad play for Josh. Okay, were you impressed <laughs> by Josh at all this tournament? Did you see anything? like improvements in his game, something that he may have added to his repertoire that could help the Mavs this season? No, I think I'm close to a point where I'm accepting that Josh is what he is. Right. The thing for him is confidence, Uh, willingness to take the shots, like not passing up shots, which I feel like I, I can't confidently say that that's there. I can't say it's not either, though. Like, I feel like I didn't get enough to have a determination on that. We got to wait till the season now. Okay. Uh, but he is what he is. He is a Swiss Army knife, gap fill player. He's not a guy you're going to draw offensive plays up for unless it's like a lob at the rim or something like that. He's going to play good defense. I, I will say his defensive positioning has improved, in my opinion, not running through people, stuff like that. Um <clears throat> But yeah, he's that guy. He's a he's a glue guy. He's not a guy you need to be looking at to get 20 points. He's going to fill the gaps. He's going to take get opportunistic scores whether that's cutting on the baseline, driving in a straight line or fast break type stuff or catch and shoot. Like he's not he's perfectly positioned to be in that starting lineup with Luka and Kyrie as long as he's willing to take those shots. I wish I was able to see more of the games. Um, I, I hate that they come on so early, but I get it. Uh, so it's kind of like everybody else has been getting their basketball fixed from the FIBA World Cup, but I fucking have not. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, the tournament is still going on. Slovenia is still in the tournament. Um, we talked a bit about that. On the NBA, I mean, outside shit. I was about to call it. (laughs) (laughs) Outside the NBA podcast on the Patreon. Speaking of the Patreon, before we move forward, I would like to give the shout out. Give a shout out to the Patreon of the week, uh, which I have not been doing, but now I'm going to do it. I was going to do it early in the episode, but I figured we do it a little bit in the middle. This week, <clears throat> patron of the week shout out goes to Darius Davis. 
was an outsider starter tier member. Shout out to Darius Davis. Uh, appreciate you for becoming a patron. Hope you stick around. Hope you're enjoying the perks that you're getting. Hope you're enjoying the video content and much more. Whew. With that being said, we got some bills to pay, y'all. We haven't said that in a while. We haven't said that in a long time. No. I thought you was about to say something. So, so, he said, well, <laughs> we got bills to pay, y'all. We'll be right back after the ad from these messages. Three years ago, I picked up a mic for the first time and started my podcasting journey. Since then, I've tried a lot of different softwares and distribution services, but I finally landed on Zencaster and I couldn't be happier. It's so easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. I can log into my browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. You get studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of Zen. See what they did there? knowing that Zencaster's multi-layer backups ensure that you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. Zencaster is an all-in-one service as well. And one thing you'll learn about podcasting is that you need a lot of different tools and services to put out a professional podcast. With Zencaster, those days are over. Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform allows you to create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code MAVSOUTSIDERS and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all of my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. You can also hit the link in the show notes. All right, back to the show. All right, y'all, we are back after that sponsored message to talk about one last thing that happened this week in the Mavs world. Dallas Mavericks center JaVale McGee has been stretched and waived by the Dallas Mavericks organization. Now, since he has been stretched and waived, he has also been claimed by the Sacramento Kings. I'm pretty sure that means he's going to go over there and hoop his fucking ass off. Uh, Olympian JaVale McGee, which we realized on the outside the NBA. <laughs> Olympian JaVale McGee. Three times, right? Gold medal Olympian. Gold medal Olympian JaVale McGee, man, uh, has been picked up by the Sacramento Kings now. I I believe I looked it up, but I can no longer find the article because I looked it up like two days ago. Um, I looked it up on Bleach. Actually, it's on Mavs Moneyball, I believe. What's that? Where they broke down how uh him being claimed off of waivers by the Sacramento Kings. Was he claimed or did they sign him? I think he was claimed. Because I'm, I'm, that's what I was trying to figure out. I'm seeing people say he will sign with, though. I think he was claimed. 
because I read a Mavs Moneyball article. Let me read it. Let me look it up. Let me look it up. I think I might be able... Actually, did I save it? Let me see. <clears throat> Let's see. I can confirm that Dallas did elect to stretch the cap hit for JaVale McGee. Eh, that's not answering what I want to answer. Um... Why the fuck? Okay. I found it. <clears throat> CBA maths. Now, did he say it actually occurred or that this is what ha would happen if it occurred? Now, the article says, how does JaVale McGee signing with the Kings affect the Mavericks cap sheet? Um, okay, no. He, yeah, he cleared. He wasn't claimed. He signed. Okay. So then it shouldn't affect us. Yeah. Um, we will still have to pay him a certain amount. Um, but I believe because not only because of him signing that contract with the Kings, but also the cap most likely going up, we'll have to pay him less than we normally would have if he didn't sign somewhere. I don't think that that affects anything, honestly. I just mean as far as the dead cap. Like it, because of how they did it, they didn't waive him regular, which would have just been his salary. For this right, year. they did the stretch thing, so it spread out over more. Like they stretched it over five years. The way he explains it, uh, let me let me see. Maybe he, uh, yeah, he would have. You would have to read how he how he worded it. Like it's not going to hit us as much as it would because they stretched it. But he's going to be on the books till twenty twenty eight. Okay, if McGee really does get paid the entire 10-plus year vet minimum from the Kings, the cap hit for JaVale McGee on the Mavericks 2023-2024 cap sheet goes down from 2,348,000 to 1,650,000. The cap hit? Yes. Okay. Um, and and plays the whole it year. says... More importantly, when you apply the same formula to the 24-25 season, the Mavericks slate saves slightly more with the increasing minimums. I'm predicting the salary cap will go up the max 10% again. Therefore, I increased the 10-plus year vet minimum and the one-year vet minimum by 10% to do the calculation. It results in McGee's cap hit on the Mavericks 24-25 cap sheet going down, going from Two million three hundred forty-eight thousand to one million five hundred eighty-one. Okay, that's 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 a lot of math. Yeah, you know CBA Mavs. He he be in the lab with this shit. Kudos to him. I don't know how he do it little, with kids, but you know, don't know how he does it. I swear to God, I don't. <laughs> Never understand. But kudos to him for putting in the dirty work. Uh, Javale is finally gone, man. I can't remember. This doesn't mean as they've already filled his spot, right? Uh, technically, but like non-guaranteed contracts. Like we can still sign people if we wanted to right now. Okay. Like going into training camp, we didn't have yeah. to cut some people, but I mean, like for actual roster spot. Uh, not. I mean, no, not technically. I believe it's four, right? If are we not? Are we excluding people who are not on guaranteed contracts? I'm excluding two-way players. Yeah, those are their own thing. Yeah, I'm just talking about guys we signed. We got Luca, Kyrie. I'll pull up the sports rack. Josh, 
Tim, Grant, Dwight, Lively, Omax, Hardy, Rashawn Holmes, Seth, Dante Exum, What am I missing? Derek Jones Jr. Marcus Morris. Marquise Morris. I'm sorry. I could give you the numbers right now. We have 17 players. Why is Morris not on here? Morris is not listed on this sheet for some reason. Let me. I just counted 14. That's 18 players if you include. I'm including the Exhibit 10 people. So are we excluding them? The what? Ex- exhibit 10. Jelly Walker, Joe Weiss. I'm excluding them. They're not They're not on the roster. So with Morris, it's 15. So who did I miss? Uh, I can go through the list. Luca, Kyrie, Tim Hardaway Jr., Grant, Rashawn Holmes, Maxie, Derek Lyons. I missed Maxie. That's what it was. I mean, uh, Dennis Schroeder got rid of him, so. Yeah, so with the and then we got two two ways. So we we technically we have a two way spot open, and I think we can take a few more people to camp if we wanted to sign some randos. But uh, I think I don't. Is Derek Jones Jr. contract guaranteed? I'm not gonna. I guess I'll have to look at that. Hold on, hold on. Guaranteed. Actually, I can confirm who's guaranteed and who isn't. I mean, even if they're I didn't care about whether they was guaranteed or not. I just wanted to know if if yeah. we had a roster spot, but it doesn't. Exum is guaranteed, half guaranteed, I should say. Um, Derek Jones Jr. is guaranteed. And I know Morris is not guaranteed. So he could easily be cut from training camp. So technically we could bring in somebody to compete for him for that last spot. We'll see. Uh I mean, shout out to JaVale McGee and shout out to us for getting rid of his ass. Now the only not now the only thing we got rid of Reggie. We got rid of JaVale. It's only one name left. Well, technically two, but he just got signed, so to us. So one name left. Huh? Who who just got uh, Dwight Powell? Yeah. Tim? Yes. Make sure, yeah. Got to get out of here. Sorry. In the way. Yeah. The fact that people are debating whether he should start or Josh Green is annoying. It's ridiculous. Annoying. He, he, like you said, he's literally in the way. Like, we got Seth now. You can go. We got Seth. We got Jaden. We got Josh. You, you trying to put him in there for Josh. Like, get, get him the hell out of the way. I don't care. I, I don't care. I, I understand what he's been for us. Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Go be that for somebody fucking else. Right. Go chuck up a goddamn contested three with 20 seconds left on the shot clock in another city. And he'll be. And, and y'all, you know what I noticed? Shit, I'm about to go on a rant. You know what I noticed? Y'all have some kind of syndrome going on to where. The Mavericks have stuck y'all with these players for so long that y'all talk yourselves in the positives for keeping these motherfuckers around. Y'all talked yourself into Tim. Y'all talked yourself into Dwight. And God damn it, before we traded Reggie, y'all was talking yourselves into him too. 
Stockholm syndrome. Get out of the sunken place. Please. That's all I want for y'all. You got anything to add? No. <clears throat> I still still feel like the team isn't quite what I want it to be yet, but that's okay because as we mentioned, we have multiple players that don't necessarily fit what the team wants to do based on everything we know. And so I would expect that they're going to be on the phones looking for, for trades. I, I'm i back to having full confidence in Nico, knowing what he wants to do at for a sure. bare minimum. Whether or not he can execute it is another story. But at this point in time, I'm at least confident that he knows what he wants to do. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what happens this year. Um, wish Josh was still in the tournament, but if it was him or Luca, I'm glad to see Slovenia move on. Uh, Josh got his medal. Now it's time to see if Luca can get his. We will see. We will be talking more about the World Cup on the Outside the NBA podcast on the Patreon. Don't forget to subscribe to the Patreon if you have not. If you are looking to be in the Mavs Outsiders NBA Fantasy League when it starts up later, the only way you're going to have access is if you're a patron. Now, granted, to get access to the Fantasy Basketball League, you only need to subscribe to the $3 tier. That's it. $3 tier. $3 tier. We're going to do a $100 prize again? Yeah. $100 prize. Yeah. $3 buy-in. That's all. That's it. That's all. Until then, signing off for recent bibs, the boys in the hood. I almost made that reference myself. (laughs) 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 If you know, you know. If you saw it, you saw it. If not, I don't know what to tell you. Boy, uh, peace out. makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life. Hey, Brad, you know how Nationwide is more than an insurance company? Yeah, they're one of America's largest financial services companies. We get that in a song like Business Life Retirement. Or Nationwide's there to protect. I'm kind of the jingle guy. Not sure I agree with that. I'm not sure I like your hat. Well, that would never fit on you. Products issued by Nationwide Life Insurance Company or Nationwide Life and Annuity Insurance Company. The general distributor for variable products is Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, member FINRA, Columbus, Ohio. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. 
No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. The McNugget Buddies are back. But this time, they got a fresh look as part of the new Kerwin Frost Box at McDonald's. We're talking all new buddies, dressed head to toe in the freshest fits, all designed by the artist Kerwin Frost. So when you order the Kerwin Frost Box with your choice of 10-piece McNuggets or a Big Mac, you'll get one of the flyest McNugget buddies to go with it. Think you can collect them all? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. At participating McDonald's for a limited time, while supplies last.